Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Breaking Bread Podcast. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. It's El Dia del Amor, amor y la Amistad. I was going to say. <laughs> I like the way it sounds in Spanish a lot better than Me in English. Because it, it um, includes both friendship yeah. and love. Yep. It's so. not just love. So for all the single people, we're with you. Exactly. It's, happy Friendship Day and Happy Love Day. Yes. And if you're my friend, I love you. <laughs> so it's, it all goes together. But I love you more. I love you, friend. I Happy Valentine's more. Day to you. Happy Grateful Valentine's for you. Day. Me too. I feel like honoring you. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to throw flowers at me? I, mean, I don't like, yeah, you know what? I, I like saying that At better. least someone will. <laughs> Can you not? I'm just kidding. Stop it. Well, mm-hmm. um, since it's Valentine's Day, I do want to say I'm so grateful for you mm-hmm. as she drinks water. <laughs> Um, and you've been an amazing friend. You've mm-hmm. been with me in the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. We've been together mm-hmm. and through the ups and downs and I'm so grateful for you. I, I tend to be very, um, I wouldn't say picky, but yeah, picky as to who I really bring in my inner, inner, inner circle. Yeah. Because again, if I'm, if I feel comfortable opening up with you, that means a whole lot. So you're one of those people. You're definitely up there and I love you so much. You are a ray of sunshine in my life and you've just been amazing since day one. Love you. I love you more. I had to. <laughs> well, obviously I feel like that's what got us closer to like yeah. the downs. And so I'm definitely grateful for mm-hmm. the downs because thank you for crying with me. I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and anytime I've prayed for you, I've cried with and you. And I'm glad I've cried with you too. <laughs> and I'm a definitely lot. grateful for that. So yeah. yeah, I'm grateful for all the downs. I feel like, yeah, Absolutely. I'm the same way. I'm really picky about the people that I really open up with and I'm vulnerable yeah. with. And you've been that person that mm-hmm. has literally, I, I think you have seen me cry more than most people have ever seen me cry and same i've haven't known you that long and i'm like i've known people for a lot longer yeah. and they have never seen me cry the way that mm. you have so it's always the downs that brings that's when you know people closer really yeah. in your corner yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what that's when test uh friendships get tested i oh, feel for sure so that's when you know it's real yeah so, so i'm grateful for it i love you so much i love you more okay anyway Anyways, let's start <laughs> the title of this episode is would you date you would you date you and I said the title because you always mess them up. <laughs> I know. I always do. Even though we've talked about it minutes before. I'm like, wait, what? Squirrel moment. Yeah. Yeah. So your question is, would you date you? Would you date you? <laughs> I asked you first. <laughs> Honestly, I would. Uh-huh. And it's not me being conceited or I think I'm all that. I really don't think I'm all that. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. But I really like the person I've become. Mm-hmm. Um, in, you know, the 30 years of living on this earth. Yeah. Um, and I, I yeah, I would date me. Yeah. I definitely would. I feel like I'm at a place where I have learned how much I can love and, and what I can bring to the table, what I can give and the kind of heart that I have. And yeah, I just, yeah, I think I would. Okay. I definitely would. What yeah. about you? I think I've already dated myself. Oh, well, yeah, me too. <laughs> but would you date you? I mean, I've definitely <laughs> dated I, myself my whole life. No, no. What I, like what, I, what I mean by that is that I think in a lot <clears throat> of the people that I've dated in the last few, 
maybe two years because I haven't really dated that much, but mm-hmm. they've all been a mirror to me, like a reflection of myself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, dang, like, I don't like this about you. <laughs> I don't like this about you. I don't like this about this myself. This is me. <laughs> this is but us. It's not, this is it's, me. it's not always like that. No, but it lately it has been. But what been. they were mirroring, it was, you felt like it was a lot of your yeah flaws as well. Yeah, things I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, would I date myself? Uh, are we being really honest? <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously again, like for my answer, I don't think I'm perfect. I think there's a lot of things that I need to work on. I think it's, yeah. we're a work in progress for the rest of our lives, but I think now I would, I I would date myself. I think yeah. I realized that like a few months ago, I should, I wouldn't have, cause I, I was wouldn't like, have dated myself two or three years ago. Yeah. Heck no. I was more emotionally unavailable than right. I thought that I was yeah. a few months ago. And now I'm like, oh no, I'm in a much better place. Like spiritually, Mm -hmm. I'm in a much better place. Emotionally, you and I have talked about it. I've been Mm -hmm. so like emotionally zen lately that I'm just like very like, Yeah, I like like this. I like like this, Andrea. I I haven't been like through ups and downs lately. And Mm -hmm. even like when something doesn't, I mean, I've had to do a lot of conflict resolution in the last few months with people and stuff. And even like having to navigate those hard conversations, I think I've shown my own like maturity Mm -hmm. and growth. Um, which has been good because I think I used to run from conflict. And when you're in a relationship with somebody running from conflict is not a good thing. Cause yeah, of course. So, not. um, yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, I would definitely date myself now. Cause it's like, okay, no, we're, we're having an issue. Let's like talk about Let's it. Let's talk about it. It's yeah. not about me versus you. It's about not, or who's right and who's wrong. It's about like, let's just make this right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah. that sense. Yeah. I would date myself in that sense. Um, Financially, maybe is the only thing that I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't date myself financially right now. <laughs> but Same. that's just because obviously I'm building Same. a business again. Um, and I, I think I'm in a much better place than I thought that I would be. But mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, Ugh. like it's you know how it is. But if we're I talking feel, financially, I wouldn't date myself. But right that's now. the thing. Like, I feel like it's, it goes back to what we've always talked about in regards to like, you're never going to feel like you're 100 percent ready for something. And you just kind of have to take. It's always something. Life always yeah. throws a curveball yeah. at you. It's never going to be 100 no, perfect no, no. so but I, either yeah. way like i still like i'm like i'm in a good place like financially like the business is growing like i'm seeing the like how busy we are and stuff and so like i it's can't really great. complain mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's I, just a matter of like somebody that's willing to be okay with like the ups and downs of a like wedding photography biz- business that's not a constant like stable paycheck you right know, you're no, I, I think even in general someone that's willing to stick through it and, and right. stick th- through thick and thin like when and build something with you of course because i think that's more of, of what i see i'm like i feel like nowadays a lot of people aren't willing to build things together mm-hmm. they either want like i see it in a lot of girls that are like wanting a guy that's already got everything built out for them and i'm like but then like what do you have to offer like why can't you both build something together like I agree with yeah. you. I think a lot of uh, girls nowadays are looking. I, well, I think we talked about it on our stories a few weeks ago. But like um, a lot of women, whatever girls are looking for, like that security and a man that has it all figured out mm-hmm. and the man and the leader and the uh, alpha. And for me, I'm just like, man, like at the end of the day, it's like I, I feel like relationships are it's like a partnership, like yeah. either like we got to stick through it through 
thick and thin, you know, life happens and there's going to be times where I'll be struggling financially or that person might be struggling with the same things or whatever, but it's a matter of like, let's just make it work together. Let's, yeah. I feel like that's what brings you closer. It's yeah. when you're struggling um, together, yeah. you know, you're trying to make and it work building together. something together. I think yeah. I personally think it's great. It's not even romanticizing it, but I do think it's a beautiful thing. Right. Um, I have, I have known, yeah. I have seen and known, um, of a lot of like people in the wedding industry, even that have built their businesses with their husbands. Oh um, yeah. I've seen it tons and, of times. And it's funny because I feel like the wedding industry is an industry that's primarily, um, led by women, mm -hmm. you know, most of the women are the hopeless romantics that want to be oh, in the yeah. wedding industry. Like mm -hmm. it's, you rarely get the man that's like, Oh, I knew I wanted to do weddings my whole entire life. Like, and, no. But some men love it. No, some no, photographers some, men, are... some men do love it, but yeah. I'm saying like wedding coordinators, mm -hmm. for example, like there's one, um, Nikki, she, I've, I've known her since, uh, we did a wedding together in 2015. Um, and, she's built an amazing coordinating like building yeah. like a business and she's also a florist and her husband's now in the business with her that's awesome and it's crazy because i literally swung by their um studio not too long ago because i've been like looking at studio spaces and they actually opened up a studio right by where i used to have my mm -hmm. old studio and um i thought like i went through the back and her garage door was open from mm -hmm. the studio and i drove through the back and i thought it would be her and i was i was gonna pop in to say hi and i saw a u-haul truck that they had filled with flowers because it was the weekend and they had three weddings one day and i like popped my head in and i was like oh wait this isn't her who's in here it's her husband and mm -hmm. so i like i was like hey how that. are you and so like i said hi to him briefly and i'm like you know it's beautiful to see that he I don't know if he quit his full-time job or not, but he's like on like on it with her he in the weekends the and he's supporting the vision that she had and he's mm -hmm. all for it. And he's like learned about flowers and I he's learned that. how to do like that. arrangements. And like, if not, he delivers and does all this stuff. And, and like, whenever I've seen her at a wedding, I'm like, she's like, Oh my God, I met a, like my husband's at another wedding and he's like helping me out with another wedding coordinating. And I'm like, Dude, that's amazing. It's like the, the best. fact that like he's it's supporting your vision. And I'm like, you both have built this business together and it's beautiful to and see. And if one vision is, let's say, um, you know, happening sooner than the other, mm -hmm. I love the support, whether it is with the man or the woman. Absolutely. I feel like it doesn't matter no. which vision right. is working better as yeah. long as you still support it and you can make a living out of it. What yeah. the heck? That's amazing. Like my friend Jenny, she does um pandebonos uh -huh. and she like does deliveries and stuff. And her now husband is super supportive. He does deliveries for when people order from home and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's made it to like supermarkets and stuff. Like her product is now being sold at Publix and, yeah. and whatnot. But it, he supports her vision. It's so cool. I think that's great. And and it's they've been growing together. Yeah, that's so amazing. Sometimes an idea from one person can lead to a whole business. You know, yeah. I think I love that. I, I personally don't. <clears throat> I don't. I, again, I think. I think a lot of people's like there's so many different opinions as to like, oh, I want to be with somebody that has it all figured out. I'm like, yeah, cool, great. But like I don't I don't know. I feel like for me it's like if we both have a vision and it's it's, you know, aligned and it goes with the vision that I have, and even if it's different, as long as we can still support each other's Absolutely. vision, why not? Absolutely. I, yeah, definitely. I so I love that. Yeah. Teamwork is the best word. Can't do everything alone. No, you really man. can't. I agree. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we were, we had said, what were we saying? <laughs> about what? About the Would topic? you date you? Yeah. Okay. You had said something very important mm -hmm. that when it comes to dating, mm -hmm. 
a lot of us we say like oh i want someone that is for example this is an example someone that's fit mm -hmm. and it's like okay but are you maintaining your body are you going to the gym so for you to be able for you to like want somebody that is doing the same things yeah so i think it's a matter of being realistic on the things that um we want yeah in a person but you i don't know you said it so beautifully so um well it comes to, it comes, okay so yeah it's a it's a conversation we have amongst a lot of us like mm -hmm, girls right mm -hmm. and it always comes down to like you have these expectations and this list of qualities and things that you want in a man and yeah. habits that you want the man to have but i'm like okay that's great but for example we saw it that they we were at the pastor's assembly and i briefly spoke about it on one of our last podcast episodes and it was that we saw the beautiful moment where pastors and couples were praying for each other and i was like and we both yeah. ended up crying about it we were like oh my god i want a man that's gonna pray for me mm -hmm. but then it was that reality check of like just as much as you want a man that will pray for you you have to be willing to pray for your man too like of course. especially if something's going on in a situation and stuff like if you can't even open up your mouth and pray for him then how is that going to bring the support that he needs when he needs it right yeah and so it's like you're you can't expect the man to do things that you wouldn't be willing to do yourself or do you pray for yourself right like what's your or prayer do you pray in like? general for yeah. people like not just yourself because i think we've become such a like um mm -hmm. We become so like self-absorbed yeah. that it's just like it gets to a point where it's like, don't just pray for yourself, pray for other people yeah, too. True. And like, you know, and so it goes back down to like that's how you learn how to pray for your husband, the mm -hmm. like whenever he ha or your significant other or your spouse yeah. or your boyfriend, whatever they are, you know? Um, and so it goes back to like girls that say, Oh, I want a healthy guy. I want a man that will like be fit, that will do all of these things. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But do you do that yourself? Do you mm -hmm. do it on your own? Like, do not expect to do things with other people. Like, right. do it on your own. Like, have the habit of waking up early and taking yourself to the gym. And, like, instead of trying to push somebody to become that person, like, work on yourself it to become to that person yeah. so that you can attract the person that you're becoming. Because if yeah. not, then you're not going to be equally yoked, which is what we were talking, what we about. Were talking mm -hmm. about off the mic. That yeah. Um, I think when we talk about being equally yoked, everybody always thinks about like being equally yoked spiritually, just on the bit, like from the biblical standpoint. But I think it comes down to being equally yoked on all aspects, like spiritually, emotionally, physically, and mentally, like all four things. And there might be more, but for me, those four things are like, dude, like we got to be on the same page where yeah, maybe mentally, like one person's not going to be as good as the other person, but at least we'll balance each other mm -hmm, out and I'll mm -hmm. pull you up when like you're down and you'll pull me up when I'm down, you know, but like at least we're pushing forward together. Right. And it's like, like I think about it in the way that the Bible talks about it, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think a lot of people don't understand the definition of being equally yoked of like, to, like it sounds in, very biblical. Right. So a lot of people don't. So in the Bible, so, obviously, yeah. it's talking about like two ox that have like a wood, like a piece of wood connected to like their um, necks. Mm -hmm. And so like in that sense, they're kind of pushing forward to like doing the work, the labor mm -hmm. that is needed to be done at the time. And so like it's saying like if one is stronger than the other one, like the one that's um, weaker is going to be going around well, like in circle like one of them is going to be going around in circles and right. the other one because obviously you're not both pushing forward together like or you can have 
one that's stronger, but if the other one's willing to walk alongside them, right? Like right. you're going to be able to walk and the other one's leading, but you're walking together. And so I think in, that you have to be equally yoked in so many things, especially in having a vision together. Like of if course. you don't have a vision for the future as to like what you want your future to look like with your significant other, it's really hard to actually like be on the same page about things. Yeah, because you're kind of all over the place yeah. if that's the case. That's what makes you incompatible, yeah, I feel. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love how you said it. I feel like um, sometimes we tend to come up with lists of like, oh, we want this, we want that. We want a God-centered relationship. We want like a bunch of things that, whatever, the list can go on and on. And at the same time, it's like, like you said, it's like, okay, this is a, it could be a realistic list, yeah. but it's like, where are you mentally? Where are you emotionally? Mm -hmm. Are you working on yourself for you to be compatible with that person, with that list, you know? Because yeah. it's like you, like some people say like, oh, I want a healthy relationship, And um, maybe this person has gotten out of like toxic relationship time and time again mm -hmm. and they haven't done the work in themselves and mm -hmm. they just all, they have trauma and right. all these things. It's like, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to be able to maintain a healthy relationship when all you know is toxicity? Right. So yeah, again, it's a matter of like, yeah, you want these things, but you got to be realistic. Where are you emotionally and mentally, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Are you healthy yourself? Yeah. Are you able to give that, are you able to reciprocate that healthy right. love, you know? Right. So yeah, it all well, goes, goes back, back to, to ourselves. If, have you done the work? Right. Because you expect to be with somebody that's done the work, but if you exactly. haven't done the work, then all you're going to bring is just baggage mm -hmm. and unhealthiness mm -hmm. to your Unhealed things yeah. that are going to end up bleeding into the relationship. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes like, I don't know, people can be so demanding and then it's like, dude, have you even looked at yourself in the mirror? Like, come on, you yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's I definitely interesting. But I do think that um, we were also talking about this off the mic that when it comes to like loving somebody else and having that, you know, that healthy love and having that ideal quote unquote relationship it goes back to the verse on the Bible that says, love your neighbor as yourself. So mm -hmm. it's like, do you, and I think a lot of people know that verse because mm -hmm. it's like one of the 10 commandments and people don't really like dwell on it. But it's, if you really think about it, it's like, love your neighbor as yourself. Do you love yourself enough to mm -hmm. love your neighbor? As simple as you're a friend, mm -hmm. your neighbor, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, again, it goes back to self-love so that you could be able to love the right way, you know? Yeah. So, I, I mean, um, <laughs> okay go ahead <laughs> so i am a big advocate for self-love but i also think it comes down to how much do you love jesus oh right it's yeah. connected yeah. for sure yeah. sorry yes <laughs> no i and i break don't, it I down don't, home girl <laughs> I don't absolutely mean, i don't mean it to like like in the way that criticize like it's not criticizing it's, your answer yeah it's no just and it's not an of, egotistical it's a right. yeah it's yeah, a deeper yeah, thing yeah. it's not coming from a narcissistic place Correct. of like love yourself more than anybody else you know <laughs> because yeah explain please it goes it goes <laughs> back to like um how you love yourself based on jesus how you mm -hmm. love jesus and how you know that you are loved by him and by god you know like it's like yeah. it's it's those it reminders of like reminding yourself of your worth reminding yourself of how loved you are reminding yourself of like who he has called you to be mm -hmm. um and like it just it creates that identity in you to not go looking for it in external places yeah. so you're not looking for external validation but you're willing to learn To, you're willing to love people or learn to love people the way that Jesus loves people. 
and in and that it's sense, a different it's kind a of very love. different kind it's of love very different. which it comes down to like conversations that you and i have mm-hmm. had which are and i don't know if i've mentioned it on podcasts before but it's a very sacrificial kind of love it's it like is. it's the one that really removes the ego and says <clears throat> i'm willing to love you even if you don't love me in return mm-hmm. even if i don't get anything in return it's yeah. a sacrificial kind of love that loves with open hands um it's a love that like kind of dies for like you die to yourself for other people kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, you, put, you, you put others, others first. Yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, it's a selfless love. It should so. obviously, it should be balanced. You can't yeah. put no, yeah. people before yourself. <laughs> You're not going to be a martyr about, either. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, thank you for correcting what I said. Um, It's absolutely true. I do think that when you see how much God loves you and you receive that love, you love differently yeah. and it flows naturally. And then I feel like it's not the typical kind of love that we see nowadays the love that we see i think we mentioned it on the previous episode the love that we see nowadays is very conditional is it's very transactional it's very like what can you give me what Mm -hmm. can you fulfill me with okay you're not fulfilling me anymore bye next i'm not happy i'm not this it's like it's all being led by emotions and getting biblical again there's a verse that says the heart is deceitful Mm -hmm. so whatever's in your heart it's what will flow from it you know um especially in your moments when you're when you're not at your best i think that's where your heart really is reflected um and yeah when you have god as the center the love is so different it's very sacrificial it's you give without expecting anything in return you love without expecting it to be a transaction with that other person yeah um and you know it's 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 so you're willing to forgive you're willing to forgive so forgiving somebody isn't doesn't say i'm sorry yeah even if you feel like somebody doesn't doesn't deserve it but at Mm -hmm. the end of the day you're forgiving because it's gonna do more damage to you if you don't than if you do you know so yeah, it's oh, a, yeah, it's a yeah. forgiving kind of love. And it's so. believing that's like, even if if there's hurt, understanding, knowing that you are enough regardless. Right. You know, you are enough. It's never it's never a thing where, oh, um, you're too much or you're this or you're that. Obviously, it depends on the relationship and whatnot. Well, of but course. if it's something where there's hurt and, and you're loving and you're being kind and it's a healthy love and it's not reciprocated or whatever it may be. It's just, it's just different when you love from that perspective. And it's, again, it goes back to believing like, okay, I, I, you know, I give my best. I'm always going to give my best no matter what, no Mm -hmm. matter the outcome. Mm -hmm. So it's loving from that lens and understanding like, okay, I am still enough because God says I'm enough. Right. I am loved because God loves me, you know? So it's being able to pour that same love that you're receiving onto others, you know, onto the people that surround you. It's not even necessarily in a relationship onto your friends, like being there unconditionally for your friends, you know? So again, boundaries are a big thing and it's it's very important when you obviously realize that it's hurting you and it's not being reciprocated at all. It's like, all right, you know, like you, you get the point, you get the hint. Um, but yeah, I do think that when you have God in the middle, love is just, love is, that's the definition of love. It's mm-hmm. God at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Mm-hmm. It all points back to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you show yourself love? How do I show myself? Dang, you know, that's hard. I'm so hard on myself. I know. Um, but I'm learning. Okay. <laughs> I've been learning. How do I show love to myself? I think in not obviously not being hard on myself, in having grace mm-hmm. with myself, and um in not always having like in having grace with myself and like not always having it all figured out, understanding okay. that I don't have it all figured out, understanding that I don't have all the answers, 
because I tend to look for answers sometimes. I'm like, but why yeah. is this happening? Why this and why that? And I'm just like, you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. And mm-hmm. it's just like sitting with my feelings and like, you know, kind of like love, like putting that love on myself. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the best way that I've learned to love myself, it's in get in, in my relationship with God, honestly, mm-hmm. in prayer and having time with God and the word Yeah, and really understanding what he really says about me and believing it at 1000% of mm-hmm. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am enough. I am loved. Mm-hmm. He Reminding does love me. Of the promises he has Re- for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one thing that I always go back to that. With I'm like, you know, what? yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know what? I don't have it all figured out and I'm not in control. So you know what? Let me leave it up to the the man above. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah what about good. you? Um, I mean, I think I'm, I've been working on taking actions more than just, um, like, I think my relationship with God, I've always known that obviously, you know, I, I was created by God and all this stuff and like for a greater purpose and all these things. But um, I think in this season, I it's been doing the work. (laughs) No, like I think it goes back to that. I think it's been doing therapy. Um, it's been doing like working out Mm -hmm. and like feeling better physically to also feel better mentally. And that also helps me feel better emotionally. Um, it's therapy like, is sep- good. Huh? Yeah, therapy is so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Separating myself from people that I don't feel are um, the healthiest for me. Like mm-hmm. if I feel like there comes a point where you're just questioning everything I do, or you're not supportive of what I do and stuff, yeah. then I separate myself from that. Um, it goes back to boundaries, yeah. like I said. It's like once yeah. you feel that it's like not speaking life. Yeah. yeah. Once you feel that it's not serving you or you're not gaining anything mm-hmm. good from the friendships that you're in or relationships that you're in, it's yeah. like, let me just, it's not, it's not helping me. It's yeah. not, I'm not gaining anything from it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's how I've been showing myself self love <clears throat> apart from like my daily prayer and like journaling yeah. and like reading my Bible every day and stuff like that. Like I'm doing the Bible in a year plan. And so that to me is kind of like, it's just the reminder of like God's love for me and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so, yeah, it's yeah. been, it's been really, a really interesting season. I think it's easier to walk away from things that aren't good for you when you're in a better place like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to piggyback on the taking action. Mm-hmm. Also for me, it's been that too, of yeah. taking action. Um, like you say, like kind of setting myself apart from things that aren't like really serving me anymore, mm-hmm. you know, because again, we life is just like it's like a roller coaster ride and there's times in that ride when you're in a season where something served you and then you step into another one you're like oh this isn't serving me anymore so it's a matter of walking away from the things that no longer serve you right to continue on to the next new chapter that god has for us yeah i agree yeah yeah it's taking action at the end of the day i agree Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i have a question for you here um Have you ever considered an open relationship? <laughs> why or why not? No. <laughs> Duh, no. It's a random question, I know. but That's such a 2024 question. It is a 2024 question. Um, I mean, situationships are a thing now. Yeah, but when it's like with multiple people, that's what open <laughs> relationships are, no? Well, that's why I think people like the situationship thing because it oh, keeps yeah, them out of a commitment. Like no labels means no commitment, which means they're open that's to just... So co- that's so stressful. I know. 
I think we need to have, I think we need to have an episode called all aboard the situation ship because it feels like a lot of people in my my twenties, my twenties, I would be in situation ships. Really? Like, yeah, I was in a few situation ships, not with two people at the same time, but like with people that I'd be talking to, but it never led anywhere. Uh And I kind of knew it was like it was a relationship and it wasn't a relationship. Right. Yeah. But it was so silly. Again, I was like 23, 24. Like you're committed. Like it's always, I feel like it's always like a two month thing. It always feels like one person is more committed to the other person. But then like you think you're in a relationship, but they're like, but I'm not like, I don't want the commitment. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a few of those and I'm like, this isn't, um, I'm not about this life. In your twenties. Yeah. You're learning a lot in your twenties. Oh my gosh. Tell me about it. We're in our thirties now. Oh no. Yeah. And I can't, I can't. Absolutely not. Mejor sola que mal acompañada. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I don't know how you say that in English. So better alone than in bad company. You see, la yeah. gringa aquí. <laughs> I see. Anyway, representando Venezuela. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How has your view on love evolved over time? Oh God, if at all. Um, I think yeah. I think for me. Honestly, it's funny. Like I can just, I don't even have to think about the answer to this question, but I think I used to love with my ego a lot. Um, And I didn't realize that it was so much of loving with my ego, but I think it was always, okay. So I'm going to like backtrack. I'm going to say like, for example, um, it's the, it's the desire to be chosen, the chosen one out of the like 500, for example. Right. It's like that oh, I want this person to see my worth and my value so that they can finally pick me over the 300 other girls that they have Mm -hmm. been with or that they, ew, that sounded really gross. (laughs) I understood what you meant. (laughs) I mean, who knows? It might be 300, but, um, or like, or, oh, because so many girls want to be with this person. So I want them to pick me so I can feel like I'm the one Mm. that like he changed for, he like finally settled down with. This sounds like such a Taylor Swift. It is a very Taylor Swift thing, I think, you know? But that's that's love out of ego, I feel. Yeah. It's a love of out of like wanting to be picked and wanting to be chosen and wanting to mm-hmm. feel like you're worthy more than other women are. Mm-hmm. My definition of love has changed so much that now that's a turnoff for me. Like I'm like, if I have to compete with a hundred girls, if I have to no. compete with five other girls, I am good. <laughs> Y'all can have him. Like yeah, I'm no, done. No. And so that's how I know that that's not my ego wanting new. Yeah, Cause it's like, you're another option. Yeah. It's like you're putting yourself I don't there. Be a flavor like, of the month. like pick me, pick me. I'm no, here. I'll I'm wait good. for you. No, no. Right. I did. I did a lot of waiting and the, a lot of waiting turned into 14 years of waiting and I absolutely will not wait for anybody anymore at this Mm -hmm. point I'm like yo you better get on it or get off it like preach baby girl get on it or get (laughs) off it's 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 either either yes or no No. that's it yeah it's It's like at this point you're just wasting space it's not about oh let me think about it no no no. listen no you're taking up space think about what no you're taking up space at this point like I know what I want and Moving on because I rather be with somebody that's not gonna be second guess you or no, or, not even second guessing. Be it's more of a like keeping their options open mm-hmm. because it's like oh well if it doesn't work out with this one then I'll go with the next one if it doesn't work yeah, out like, with the next one then yeah, the next yeah, one yeah. no like honey no like we're too old for this 
girl <laughs> at this point of our lives yeah i, I mean yeah. I, I feel you that would be a turnoff if it's someone that's yeah. like around our age range it's like really come yeah. on dude this i could understand if it's a high school thing right. 21 22 23 even 25 yeah maybe yeah you know but not in our 30s no i think it's different yeah i think so, we're yeah yeah we're, love for me has evolved in in that sense like i'm like you either we like it's not out of ego you either are gonna love me the same way that i'm gonna love you and we're either gonna make things work and figure it out or we're not and that's mm -hmm. it and we move on listen love is a choice it is a choice it's also work yeah relationships are listen work we just did either you're in it or you're not we that's just it. did photos this past weekend oh uh, my god so fun yeah my mm -hmm. so a, a friend well he's mm -hmm. not, i mean okay whatever i a can friend call of him yours a friend of mine school. from school yeah. yeah from when we were in elementary school i've known him since sixth grade i ran into him crazy enough at our at my gym at lifetime after years of not seeing him and i was like oh my god whatever we, we're catching up he introduced me to his wife and then like uh, like a few days later he like they messaged me and they were like hey we're actually thinking of doing like kind of like an elopement but vow renewal too we never really had a wedding so we want to do something for seven years and i was like okay perfect and um she ended up like messaging me booking me and stuff and so they did it this past weekend that it was their seventh year anniversary and she's like in a beautiful black dress and everything but she was telling us her story and how oh, they yeah. met yeah and she's the one that's online stalked him she said right but then um because <laughs> i asked how yeah. did you meet him she's like i stalked him online yeah. i'm like cool okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that she really stalked him but she just she was the one that she, made the move online right, right and then eight weeks later they were married mm -hmm. they were getting married and i'm like you know what and it goes back to the mm -hmm. episode we launched with annie and brit that i said something towards the end of the episode that i was like man sometimes i feel like we as christians overcomplicate things yeah. when it seems like for other people it just makes more sense and they just go for it they don't like overthink things like we do it's like are we expecting some sort of perfection or like god himself to come down and be like this is your husband kind of that thing? would be nice it would be nice that it would be, be very great nice. but like the reality is we have free will and a, and a choice i we make a yeah. choice and yeah. the one is the one that you choose mm -hmm. the one is the one that you choose to Agreed. make things work with if you're not gonna choose that person to work things with then again get off like yeah. get off the freaking car or no, i agree i think that i think it's it, again it's the the one is the one we choose it's of not course. like i'm waiting for the one it's like the one is the one you choose absolutely period. so whatever they got married and they've been married for seven years have two kids <clears throat> and she said it with like when i told her i was like man like you give me hope because in a way it's kind of like y'all didn't overcomplicate it you just got married figured things out and like, you're making it work. And she said, yes, it's been hard work and it's been hard. Like it hasn't been easy, but it has been so worth it. And like, and you can see it. You can see that they have a very cute family, that they oh my love God, each their other. Kids are the cutest. Yes. And it's yeah. like, why do we overcomplicate? I think I know why I can, okay. I can Go. give you an answer and it's not, not necessarily as Christians. I think it's based on our past. I think it's the fear of getting hurt again. It's mm -hmm. the fear of experiencing heart heartbreak again, the fear of stepping into a relationship and it not being it pretty much. Yeah. So there's a lot it's of a fear fears. of failure. It's a, of course, and it based goes, on the hurt that we've experienced right. in the past. But then that's the thing because um, yeah. it goes back to like, instead of being instead of being hopeful that it's going to succeed, we're mm. leading out of fear that it's not going to succeed. And so oh, no, I'm past, I'm past fear, that. I'm, I'm past that. Yeah. It, you either got, you either got to have faith that it's going to work. Yeah. Or, and if it doesn't, okay. Then it didn't. That's it. But, that's, but you know why? Correct. 
Yeah. Right. And again, I, I think dating is like that. It's like you're testing it out with somebody. You're making it work. As long as you're in a good place emotionally with yourself, you're a healthy individual and you're giving the healthy love that you've been caring within yourself that God has given you that you believe you have and that you know that you can give. Yeah. As long as you're your you're best version uh-huh. and you're being your authentic self mm-hmm. and you're being genuine about your feelings and you're being honest and you're communicating yourself and you're just being you yep. and you're giving what you can give. Yep. Girl, if it doesn't work out, then okay. Yeah. Like it's you like gave it you all. can't force it. You're not you no. I think no. I'm at the point where I'd rather say that's, that's where I'm at. So yeah. for me, it's like I moved past the I, I was obviously at one point I was scared of like I don't want to get hurt again. Because like, it's it sucks. The yeah. heartbreak really sucks. It sucks. But it's like when you move past and you're like, okay, I'm in I'm in a good place. I know what I can give. So if I date somebody, I'm giving you my best self. It's you're not you whatever you it's not reciprocated, whatever it may be. Okay. Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to, I mean, it sucks. It's going to suck, but it's, okay. it's, it's better That's to, it, you know, it's better to say you gave it a shot Yeah. and end up having it like whatever, f- like figure it out afterwards and mm-hmm. heal from whatever than to live with For the sure. regret of, I never gave it a or shot. Or the what if, oh my God, should have, yeah. could have, what, no, gave I it mean, your I've best had, shot. I've had what ifs. Have you had what ifs? Um, what if I would have given it a shot? No. Really? Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Not that, no. I think I've given it a shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. That's interesting. Yeah. I think. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just at that place that where it's like, okay, if it didn't work out, then okay, I mean, mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. What What am I going to do? No, Force yeah. it? No. no. no what no. am I going to do? No, you can't. Beg? No. no. Yeah. No. I've learned so much from my past <clears throat> that, again, like I'm in a place right now that going back to a question that you asked me, would I date me? Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. Because if you would have asked me this three years ago, oh my gosh, I don't think, no. I probably would have said, yeah, I would. And then I'd be like, uh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> It's just growth and it experiences and things that happen. But again, it sucks to yeah. feel heartbreak and all these things. Like whoever's going through a heartbreak, Especially on it's Valentine's hard. Day. Yeah. We get it, you. We've been there. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, dating, who said it? I don't know. I heard someone say like, oh, dating is like a, it's not a game, but it's like a game. It's like, you're testing it out with somebody. You're giving it's your a best social self. experiment. It's a social experiment. <laughs> That's how I it say. didn't work out. Cool. You know, yeah. That's it. It's a social experiment. Next. Everybody, yeah. when they're like, are you dating? I'm like, I'm socially experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, That's what I like to call it. Yeah. It's just, I feel like so many people get like dating is such a hard, like it's such a heavy word for dating them. Dating is hard. Yeah, it is too. hard. Now is in hard. 2024. Yeah, it is. I feel like it is. People think they have so many options it's, nowadays. No, no. I, I don't know if it's a Miami thing. I no, have it's no not. idea. It's really not. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And I go back again to saying like, okay, mejor sola que mala compañía entonces, you know? Yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard like to meet quality people, to I meet agree. somebody that, you know, that means well, that is genuine and stuff. And it sucks. It sucks yeah. to even say that. But I'm, there are, I'm sure there are great people out there, but I feel like it's, it's 
complicated. We complicate things. I, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Again, maybe next time I'll just get married with an eight weeks. Listen, let's not go too far. My parents got married after three months. I know. Well, my aunt got oh married after gosh. 40 days. 40 days. What? I'm like, at least you did she, the 40s. She's like, a 40 day fiance. Yeah, she literally did. But hey, they've been married for my cousin's. 29 28 something like that so they've been married for like 30 years at this point i think mm. so yeah i have a question sorry before you start reading your book <laughs> have you ever begged for love oh my gosh have i ever begged for love like, have you ever called crying or have you ever cried and begged for love i've thrown tantrums does that count but as begging but did I haven't you? like, I haven't like, I don't think I've begged. Like, I don't think I've been like, oh my God, please come back to me. It's been more of a like, I don't even want to say it on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to say it on the mic because I feel like it's going to have a lot of, uh, um, where are they? Llorar y llorar. What are you looking for? That's going to have a lot of that. <laughs> Wait, so you said, talk, talk. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you I can't believe and I'm just gonna yes, that. yes I've, I've done that but you know it's fun, uh, yeah, yeah. funny enough I after the last one that I did that with I was like yo Andrea what is wrong with you like, wait do I know this one yeah of oh, course yeah, you okay, do was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's what um, brought us closer girl <laughs> when I read my uh what is it called when you fight with your fingers like trigger fingers okay <laughs> when i read the messages that i would send and my trigger fingers i was like i'm never doing this again out of like, anger out of so much anger but it's just because you feel disrespected you feel yeah. so disrespected with ghosting with the like oh my god tell me the, about it yeah like no explanations with the mm -hmm. no clarity with the no having an actual conversation face to face that says hey we're not working out or it's the wrong timing or i'm just terrible for you or you're terrible for me whatever it, sometimes it's just being clear is being kind like just bring clarity to the situation Amen. end it and end it on good terms and walk away from each mm -hmm. other but when you do stuff where it's like it makes it worse you want to ghost but then you want to come back and then you say let's have a conversation but then you ghost again but then, bro no i literally blew a casket like i was <laughs> like i'm gonna yeah <laughs> and did he ghost you after um <laughs> no we ended up having a conversation oh that's good yeah that's good. but then it was a terrible conversation either way no that's it's the it's so draining yeah it's it was so exhausting it was terrible but then what did they do a year later they came back around because I they love to come back around when you're already healed and forgiven them and everything I, I, but at that point i was like yeah no i already forgave you you're good but this isn't there's no going back mm -mm. you know but yeah there was a lot of this also, you didn't beg for love. No, I didn't. Okay, good. I, um, maybe I kind of did, but then afterwards, I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" Absolutely I don't think not. You, yeah, I think you were just filled with a lot of anger. Yeah, you were exploding. Um, yeah, it was leaking out yeah, of you. It was a lot of anger. Yeah, that was more of what it was. So that's me being vulnerable in a nutshell. Because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, yeah, I've done that. But as far as yeah. begging, I don't think I've ever really begged. Mm, thank God. No, I have. I know. I remember you told my me. dignity. Terror. I'm like, what? Yeah. Who am I? Dignity down the floor, calling, crying. Why are you sure? Are you sure? Oh my god, terrible. And what did Ter they tell you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I learned a lot. <laughs> he was like, "Don't 
don't don't say that don't don't beg don't ask don't ask me that don't ever don't ever ask anybody yeah. for that yeah and i would like beg and ask and cry it was but you terrible. were younger of course yeah but still i'm like what the heck what's it's when you look back and you're like what was wrong with me yeah. absolutely not yeah so can i ask you go ahead and this is probably gonna be a very deep question but it's always a deep question with you <laughs> um how do you feel that you're gonna raise if you have a daughter mm-hmm. how would you raise your daughter differently so that she's never like me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so that she never does something like that oh my goodness First of all, I would have to build a very good relationship with her okay. so that she could talk to me. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's, um, I don't know, man. I think life is just so many ups and downs. I would teach her from very young, 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 a young age, how, yeah, like words of affirmation, like trying to like build her confidence up and just technically like teach her to, I don't know, to teach her to love herself and to know that she's enough, like yeah. to never beg anybody yeah. for love. No, yeah. she's loved. She's already loved by, by God. Yeah. What the heck? No, to never. Be- no. Yeah. I would definitely teach her a lot of things that I've learned, yeah. but I would, in order for that to happen, I would have to have a relationship, a solid foundation with her. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely. The reason why I asked that is because um, I think sometimes it's good to like, to talk to ourselves the way that we would talk to a future yeah. daughter of ours. Oh, for sure. Or like the little girl inside of us, mm-hmm. you know, like how would you talk to the little Dubraska inside of you in a situation like that? Yeah. Well, to, or to that Dubraska at that moment. Yeah. Um, to, to absolutely not, to, I would remind her that she is loved and she is a wonderful mm-hmm. person with an amazing heart. And if that person doesn't see it, that's their loss. It's too bad. I, no to never beg for love at all because yeah. she is she's already loved she's yeah. so loved you know yeah um, i love how i'm talking about myself third person she's so loved <laughs> but it's true she's she has a great family great she's friends. she has a kind heart yeah she knows her value yeah and she again she has a very good kind heart mm-hmm. and if somebody doesn't see that then okay that's fine mm-hmm. it's fine yeah it's okay you know yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you're saying that I, to yourself. I, I don't right know now. what happened to it's again. That was <laughs> that was in my past, but yeah. So I'm gonna read something that um, I've been reading the book Wild at Heart. It's been going around. I think a few of us are actually reading it at the same time. Mm-hmm. This is actually a, a book for men. I actually ordered um, the book that he wrote with his wife on for women called oh really yeah it should be coming in tomorrow this is my valentine's gift to myself (laughs) because this is how i love myself it's called captivating and it's by john eldridge um listen i'm a bookworm so i'm like i'm gonna get myself a book that i'm gonna enjoy reading but while that heart says the feminine heart right there's this part Mm -hmm. of the chapter that says three desires that i have found essential to a woman's heart which are not entirely different from a man's and yet Mm -hmm. they remain distinctly feminine is that not every woman wants a battle to fight, but every woman yearns to be fought for. And it says, listen to the longing of a woman's heart. She wants to be more than noticed. She wants to be wanted. She wants to be pursued. Um, Then it says, every woman also wants an adventure to share. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it says, um, 
I want to be strong and a part of the adventure. So many men make the mistake of thinking that the woman is the adventure, but that is where the relationship immediately goes downhill. A woman doesn't want to be the adventure. She wants to be caught up into something greater than herself. Yep. And then, um, and finally, every woman wants to have a beauty to unveil. Right. And so it says here, um, I think one of the things that I was reading to you is when it said, uh, where is it? Where is it? Hold on. Which man would you rather have as your mate? Harry, sure, I know him. He's a real sweet guy. Or yes, I know about Harry. He is a dangerous man. I thought in you a meant really Harry, like hair, <laughs> no. like Harry. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And it says, some women hurt by masculinity gone bad might argue for the safe man and then wonder why years later there is no passion in their marriage, why he is distant and cold. And as for your own femininity, which would you rather have said of you that you are a tireless worker or that you are a captivating woman? What would you rather be, the tireless worker or the captivating woman? The captivating woman. Okay. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really like that book. Mm-hmm. I do think that um, men do the part that you said about the adventure, mm-hmm. that they see us as an ultimate adventure, but we want to be included, in, included the in the adventure. And I think that it's so true. I think as women, we want to be included. We want to be the like the helpers we want to be able to help um you know them s- fulfill that vision mm-hmm. i think that's our natural where that's who god called us to be to be nurturers to be the helper to be um the person that you know that gives that support that will be there to listen to them and to just to really help them you yeah. know to be that person there for us to be their go to yeah. when um i was going to say a bad word when is it this one? Yeah. No, the oh, other one. This one? Yeah. When <laughs> hits the fan, you know? <laughs> so um, I actually like that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, you know? So yeah. I think, again, it goes back to the support. Yeah. Being the supporter, the helper, the nurturer, the lover, I just want to make sourdough and grow veggies yeah, and have chickens and run after my kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> and just be there and then, man, I'll cook for you. I got you. I'll cook for you. We got to teach you how to cook first. <laughs> yeah. I only cook the basics. Arroz. Y arepas. Arepa. Pollo. Pasta. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. We got to start somewhere. But no, but for sure. Like, again, I like yeah. the idea of that. I like the idea of... of of being that person, the nurture of serving, you know, mm-hmm. being the, yeah, serving them, mm-hmm. serving him, not them. What the heck? <laughs> I don't want four husbands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I, I love that book because it's so true. You want to be included in the adventure. We don't want to be the adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I love the back of this yeah, yeah. book that says, God did not create men to be nice boys. He created us to live a life of passion, freedom, and adventure, to be dangerous men living in a really big story. God designed man to be powerful. Simply look at the dreams and desires written in the heart of every boy to be a hero, a warrior, mm. to love a beauty, to live a life of adventure. But sometime between boyhood and the struggles of yesterday, most men lose heart. All those passions, dreams, and desires get buried under deadlines, pressures, and disappointments. I want to say something. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that video I shared to mm-hmm. you today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so interesting. Um, it was these four men that were, t- it was including, that includes Lecrae and Tim Ross. And it was a podcast and it was four men talking about 
men things. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting. I'm like, wow, it's, it's, it helps me understand more the pressure that men go through mm -hmm. and how hard it is for them to also even open up to other men of the mm -hmm. things that they're going through, their struggles. Men tend to isolate, I think, more than women. Mm -hmm. um, I think as women, we're more emotional and we're more like, oh my God, call me. I'm mm -hmm. going through this and that. And for men, it's very different. Yeah. And um, one of the things that stood out to me was that they were saying that um, the whole idea of being a man Um, of like, like men tend to think like, oh, I'll be a man when I, you know, make whatever this much amount of money. I'll be a man when I buy the house. I'll be a man when I get married. I'll be a man when I'm a father and this and that. And it's always like this pressure that they add on to themselves. And um, Tim Ross was saying that <clears throat> he had that mentality for a little bit. And he realized that that's not what a man Mm -hmm. is that's not the idea of a man mm -hmm. and he was saying how when he first bought like that first house with his wife he's like i still didn't feel man enough yeah and then i used to make this much i still didn't feel man enough it was never enough and then yeah. lecrae was saying how he won his first grammy and he was married and stuff and he still didn't feel the 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 feeling of like oh i, I hit success i'm a man now or right. i'm complete i'm i'm i can provide now and it's like it's always that pressure yeah And it just came down to them saying like, it's, a, it's, it's what, it's what really is in your heart. Mm -hmm. And anyway, they all connect, they connected it also to God, but it was so interesting to really see and understand the pressure that men really go through, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that that's the thing too, because I think that we're living in um, a time where, mm -hmm men aren't the only ones feeling the pressure. Women are feeling it too. Oh my gosh. And it's so the much. constant pressure of like men that also are like, well, what do you bring to the table? Because if not, we automatically, like, for example, if I were to say, I want to be able to be like a stay at home mom to like take care of my kids and like, you know, while at least until they're old enough to go to school, there's like, already a pressure. On there's the man. yeah. There's that pressure on the man, but then the man automatically, a lot of them think, Oh, you're a gold digger because you just want to stay home and mm. raise your kids while you're at home. So it goes back to at the end of the day, I need a man that's going to be equally yoked to me and see mm -hmm. the vision that I see of, no, it's not that. It's just that why are my why am I going to be working so that my kids are being raised in daycare? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I going to be working just so we can be paying a nanny or a daycare to raise my children yeah. while I'm trying to rush home to get to them, to pick them up, to take them home, to like bathe them? to then make dinner and like you barely get to see your kids because somebody else is raising them because I'm working a nine to five. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, okay, I'm an, I need the man that's going to see the vision that I yeah. see in regards to the first five years are the most important years in a child's life. Like, and also for a woman, like I feel, and I have said this before in other episodes where it's like so many women are suffering from postpartum depression. I feel because they're being, asked to return back to their workplace after three to six months yeah, of giving birth to their kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're still having to like pump. You're still having to like get used to your hormones because your hormones are still all over the place after giving birth. You're having to detach yourself from your kid while your kid is still like, you know, like yeah. a newborn pretty much. And it's like, a man just, if they don't see the same vision that you see of like your children being more important and having you stay home with your kids so that he can go and provide, mm -hmm. then that's not 
the vision that I have for myself and you're not the man for me. Right. Yeah. You know, again, like it's not about being a mm-hmm. gold digger. It's about like, how are we, how are we prioritizing our family? But it's also, it's also not about being manly enough and how much I can I provide for you? Because if I can provide for you, I'm not man enough. And I yeah. feel like a lot of men feel that pressure, which I understand Yeah, because it's, that's been going on and for years and years. There's inflation and it's everything's terrible. expensive. And yeah. it's stressful. But women are feeling that pressure too of, of having to also provide financially yeah. into their homes because if not, they're not good enough women to mm-hmm. marry. Mm-hmm. So I think, Again, going back, we need to share that video because it was so good. I'm like, I, I I just wanted to be like another guy in the podcast. Yeah. Um, but they were also saying how, yeah, it's a, it's it's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of like allowing each like each other to be who God designed you to be. Mm-hmm. So Lecrae was saying how at one point he was depressed and he had all the success in the world and he was just in a bad place. And he was saying how he he was talking about how he was in his most vulnerable state and obviously he felt like depleted and he couldn't even get out of bed and stuff. And he needed to communicate that to his wife so mm-hmm. that his wife could have the access to be the role that she has as a woman and as a wife of being nurturing or being, or being there for him when he couldn't be there for himself. Yeah. So he was saying that he's like, it's, it's, a, it's, it, you have to do a heart check. Yeah. Of like, okay, you, you enter, like, it's never enough. It's always like when I go to, when I'm, when I'm in high school, I can't wait to do this when I graduate and then you graduate. Well, I can't wait to do this when I get married and then you get married. And then it's like, you reach every goal, milestone, right? every milestone. And it's never enough because you're striving out of a place of ego and of yeah. your wants, but it's never enough and yeah. never, it never comes. You never come to a place of peace of like, okay, this is, that's it. Yeah. It's never a, that's it. So when you kind of do a heart check and you connect that with God and you really start understanding what God, who God has called you to be, it mm-hmm. changes your entire perspective as both men and women. Yeah. Which is why when we talk about these things, like even the fact that we're both saying like, oh, you don't have to be like, you don't have to have it all figured out for us. Right. Right. But for another person, it's like, no, they have to have it all figured out because it's like it's all a matter of like taking control over everything. Right. Because if not, it's like, okay, it all crumbles down. Right. And it's not like that. It shouldn't be like that. Then the foundation isn't there, Mm -hmm. you know? It's such a good episode. I'm yeah. just going to, I'm going to share it. Yeah. I'm going to have but to listen yeah, to it. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. So if anybody's listening, that's a guy, like listen to that because I'm sure you can resonate with it. I was even able to understand it. I'm not a guy. I'm like, mm-hmm. I understand why God, why men have that pressure. No. So yeah. A lot that. of women don't understand that either. No, they so, don't. They don't. They're so and demanding. Right. It's so dim. It's like, if you don't make this much, I yeah. can't date you. Especially it's in a city that, like, like Miami, where I feel like a lot of people are looking at how much money you make and how much money it's you're terrible. bringing. And like, if you can take me to the really expensive restaurants mm-hmm. to eat or if, and it's like, dude, it's life isn't about that, man. No. Like, Meanwhile, for us, we're like, man, I'm here for you. If you can't give your 100, I'll try to like, you know, like if you can't meet me, like if, it's supposed to be 50, 50, right? If you're only able to give me the 20, and I can put like, you know, I can put the rest as long as you're there with me and we're there and we're in it together. We'll make it work. Yeah. And I feel like some, a lot of people don't see point, it that way. They'll bring the 20 and you'll bring the 80. And at some point, and then I'll bring, bring the, the 20, 20 and they'll bring the 80. It's again, it's, a, it's team. a balance. It's yeah. a team. It's a team. Yeah, it's checking in with each other and seeing mm-hmm. how you are doing mentally, emotionally, physically yeah. in all senses. You know, it doesn't need to be that complicated. No, it doesn't. That's all I got to say. It doesn't. <laughs> Eight weeks, get married. 
Like make it work. Get married. <laughs> make it work. <laughs> Jump yeah. into it with faith instead of fear because yeah, just don't. Uh, doesn't need to be that complicated. So many people are just overcomplicating so love and, and dating and all that kind of there's stuff. No point. There's yeah. No point. I love it. Life so. is hard already. Life is short and hard. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, I agree. Well, anyway. with that, we end this episode and um, we're obviously hoping that we can interview people this week. Mm-hmm. We're scheduling. Yeah, people. we're scheduling. It's been a crazy month. Somehow it's already like mid-February it's and crazy. it's Valentine's Day. We're having a workout today with um, some of the girls that have been mm-hmm. listening to the episode and stuff yeah. and just girls that are always like, oh, I want to join and go to Tropical. And so we try to do Tropical once a week at least. Yeah. So we're doing that today for Valentine's Day. Um, and we're going to hope to do more of them mm-hmm. in the near future. So. Amen to that, sister. Yeah. So anyway, I love that, you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Happy Valentine's Day. We end this episode. All righty. Bye. Bye.